such a good God. Well, he's good to me. I need to take a few moments and thank Pastor Cofield, my friend, my brother, uh, for being so kind. Um, we were coming to witness the baptism, but Pastor Cofield, being a kind brother, said, I want you to baptize your granddaughter. And, uh, and then he said, um, uh, bring your work clothes. Um, I, I hold him in high esteem. I thank God for the relationship we have. And I heard a little bit, we were building on a relationship. The Lord moved me, but we never lost uh, touch, but God has brought us back Amen. into a strong relationship. I thank God for you and the great work you're doing here. Good hope, church. I'm blessed to have uh, family. I got so many. Amen. And uh, uh, I just want. First of all, where is, where is Estelle? Is she in here? Are they, are they in? Where is she? Oh, she's up there. Okay, Estelle, Sam, and Bridget Stan. Amen. I, amen. Um, my wife and I, who I'll introduce in a minute, we thank God for Sam and Bridget for giving us our first grandchild. And, um, and they accuse us of spoiling her, but that's grandparents' prerogative. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Um, then I'm just going to uh, let me ask my wife to stand, and then I'm going to ask all the family to stand. My wife, Michael Michelle Johnson. Don't say anything, Brother Bennett, but she's been tolerating me for 43 years. 43 years. I told him not to say anything because I know Brother Bennett. So I'm going to ask, I've got sisters here, but I've got family. And so for the sake of time, all of my family, amen, amen, stand wherever you are. All, all of Estelle's family stand. Amen. Come on, Brother Bennett. Amen. Amen. Um, amen. Um, thank you. They are here because of Estelle. Estelle called everybody, near and far, from Washington, D.C. to New York and Detroit. She said, I want you here. And they are here. Amen. Amen. And, um, so uh, my son, I need to introduce him because he is my armor guard today, trying to be my bodyguard, Reverend Zachariah Johnson Stan, amen. Um, and again, 
Bridget, uh, Elizabeth, Ron, everybody. Uh, I love you all. I'm grateful uh, to see you all. Uh, wow. I told Pastor Cofield, I was praying when I was baptizing Estelle. I said, don't let me cry. Don't let me cry. Because that was special. Uh, it was special. Amen. And thank you, Pastor, again. Amen. Lord, I hear a shout of blessings. Yes,
and we thank you for another opportunity to hear you speak to us. For beyond a shadow of a doubt, we know that there is no voice like thine that peace can afford. Now, Lord, once again, you've granted me the privilege to stand. And I need you to focus my mind, frame my thoughts, and fix my words. So that what happens in these moments, oh God, first and foremost, would be pleasing to you. And it is my humble prayer that you would see fit to use these words for the edification of all who would hear. Now, Lord, we sense your presence among us and we thank you for manifesting your presence and we ask that you would continue to have your way. Now, Lord, because I realize that I am but an earthen vessel, I need the fresh covering, the continuous covering, of your grace and your mercy so that none of my faults, failures, deficiencies, impediments would get in the way of what you desire to do here in these moments. This is your servant's prayer. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Some people spend their whole life trying to be well connected. For they think that their connections will bring them meaning purpose, security, and fulfillment. And many people, they boast, they brag, they list on their resume their financial connections. They want you to know their professional connections. They want you to know their political connection, and what a crazy political world we're in right now. They want you to know their social connections. They like to boast about how many fake friends they have on Facebook. And then some with a bolder-than-Christian testimony, brag about their fraternal connections. I didn't expect you to say amen. Well, well. Some boast about their genealogical connections. They want you to know who their people are. And some boast about their ecclesiastical connections, for they 
feel that the church they attend is their badge of honor. Now, there's nothing wrong with any of those. Nothing is wrong with any of those. The only problem is, is they, that they inherently fall short of providing you true meaning, true purpose, true security, and true fulfillment. Now, if you're not too scared, you can say amen. And, and, and they, they, they do that because if I, if I would um, query the house, I could go down that list and somebody will tell you, finance didn't do it for me. My career, although it was good, didn't really satisfy. They would tell you that, that their political affiliation has led to great disappointment. They all got quiet. They would tell you all of their socializing is, 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 leaves them somewhat empty and they would tell you that their fraternal organization is there because they pay the dues. And then they realize that their genealogical connection has some strange knots in the family tree. And the church where they attend is not the only church in town. But there is a connection that never disappoints and that, that never fails. It never fails to give you meaning. It never fails to give you purpose or security or fulfillment. That, that is the connection that really matters. Amen. Well, Pastor, what are you talking about? I mean, what, what are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about what Jesus was talking about. Jesus says to his disciples, after he has given them, uh, had the last supper with them in chapter 13 of John, and he's given them encouragement in chapter 14 of John. And now as he moves swiftly to Calvary, he tells them, now listen, I'm about to leave you physically, but I don't want you to get it twisted. He says, the connection that really matters is this, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. I'm going to skip on down where in verse 5, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, without me, without me, you can do nothing. Verse 8, by this... My Father is glorified that ye bear fruit, so you will be my disciples. The connection that really matters. Now, I told the 8 o'clock 
group that I have a psychological idiosyncrasy, and that is that if people don't talk to me, I talk to myself. And so amen means it's true. It doesn't mean you like it. It just means it's true. Hello. Amen. So if I'm saying something that's the truth, then uh, give vent to the truth and say amen. Even if it's tight, if it's tight, say ouch. Okay. <laughs> Jesus says there is a connection that really matters. Is anybody interested? I mean, are you, is anybody really interested to know and to understand this connection that really matters and why it really matters? First of all, it's the only connection that is genuine. Jesus says, I am the true vine. Which implied that there are some false vines. Tell your neighbor, beware of fake vines. Now, they probably didn't say anything because they have an entanglement. Hello, somebody. Amen. For, for when you look at the text, Jesus says, I am the true vine. I, I am the, the true vine. Now, how many of you know, if you're honest, fake vines can't deliver? Amen. Do I have anybody brave enough to admit that you were mixed up with a fake vine and, and, and it didn't deliver? I, I need some help. Amen. Right along in here. Amen. Amen. That, that you haven't always been where you are right now. That that was a time when you were entangled and tie, tied up in stuff that really did not deliver. Jesus says, I am the true vine. I'm the real thing. I'm the real thing. I, I, I just need somebody to help me right here. I need one somebody to say with me, there is no fakeness in Jesus. That, there is no fallaciousness in Jesus. Amen. He is not fictitious. Oh, y'all are hearing me. Well, let me go back in the gospel song also know he's real. I wish I had a witness here. Jesus is real to me. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. Anybody know he's real? Amen. He is authentic. Amen. What I like about it, Brother Pastor, is that he is, he is objectively authentic. Now, that, 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 that insults some people. Because people believe that uh, their posture of subjectivism is that which qualifies whether something is real or not. But see, subjectivism is the process by which you filter a thing through your mind then to determine whether it is real. But I need you to know your mind ain't strong enough to filter out the objectivity of who Jesus is. Amen. He's real whether you believe him or not. He's real. I wish I, I need somebody to know that he is real. Amen. Amen. He's absolutely authentic. 
He's without a doubt authentic. And, and, and I like to say this, Brother Bennett, he's sure enough authentic. I, I need somebody who has found out for yourself that he's real. He is real. He is authentic. If you go back and you look carefully in the Gospel of John, he, he makes some claims. And to be authentic means that the claims have to be true. He made a claim that he was bread of life, and he is bread of life. For he feeds our hungry soul. He made a claim that he's the light of the world. Anybody's had him dissipate the darkness in your life? He is the door. He lets you in and then locked the door behind you, secured you. He is the good shepherd. He provides for you and leads you. I need a help, help right here. He is the resurrection and the life. I like that word resurrection. It means to stand up again. I need five people who've been knocked down, but because of the power of the resurrection, he puts you back on your feet again. He is, I wish I had a witness here. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the true vine. He's all that he claims to be. That's number one. Number two, this connection is the connection that really matters because it is the only connection that provides divine care. Hmm. My father is the husbandman, the King James says. The new King James says, the vine dresser. Now, 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 let me tell you, there's a shout right in there. Because the vine dresser is the one who tends to the vine. The vine dresser is the one who sustains the vine. The vine dresser is the one who watches over and out for the vine. The vine dresser is the one who cares for the vine. In other words, uh, the vine has and the branches have God's special attention. Just tell your neighbor, I have God's attention. Hello. Amen. Now, see, you missed it. Amen. Anybody know when folk ignore you, God never ignores you? When folk act like you don't exist, God always sees you. Anybody know he has his eye on you? Amen. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches over me. Well, it also, it is the only connection that seeks to make you better or to bring out your best. Some stuff we connected to. You know where I'm going, don't you? It brings out our worst and not our best. Oh, I need to stay right there for a minute. Some folk you running with. Amen. They bring out your worst and not your best. I wish I had a witness here. Amen. Anybody ever looked in the mirror and you had to tell yourself, you better than that? Hello. I wish I had a witness here. I mean, after you've been around some folk, connected to some folk, you've got to say, you've been, you're better than that. Well, where you get it from in the Bible is right here. Every branch in me that bears not fruit he the father takes away and every branch that bears fruit he purges it that it might bear more fruit 
Now let me help you, for this text has been taken and misinterpreted with some bad hermeneutics, for it was suggested by some who haven't studied it closely that it suggests that you could lose your salvation. But that's not what this text says, for when you look at the preposition in, it is a permanently fixed location. Hello, somebody. I wish I had a witness here. And when you look at the negative, bears not, it is not the absolute negative, but the conditional negative, which means under condition. I wish I had a witness here. And then when you, so when you look at it, you find out that, that, that to get the best out of this, the Father, he examines, he elevates, he eliminates. Now let me help you. Amen. He examines, amen, us. I need you to know God is looking at you not just to watch out for you, but he's looking at you to see what you are producing. Uh, amen. And, but, but then, uh, Sister, Sister Sammy, he says, he takes the branch away that bears not fruit. Now the phrase takes away is built on the verb arrow, A-I-R-O transliteration, which means to lift. It means to lift, as in aeroplane. Hello, somebody. It means to lift. Do I have any gardeners in here? Do I have any farmers? I know you're in the city now, you don't do that, but do I have anybody who understands that if you have a tomato vine, the last thing you want to do is let it run in the ground. If you have a grapevine, you don't want it to run along the ground because if it does, it will rot in the ground. So what you do, you lift up the vine and the branches. I wish I had a witness here. You, you, you put it on a trestle of some sort. Y'all ain't talking to me here. You, you lift it up. And, and when the Lord sees that we are not bearing fruit, he lifts us from the dirt that's preventing us from bearing the fruit we need to lift. Anybody ever had God lift you from some stuff? I mean, come on, don't act like you've been clean all your life. Anybody ever had God lift you from some dirtiness that you used to be? Y'all ain't hearing me. Over here, I mean, won't he lift you? And he lifts. He lifts to bring the vine, the branches, closer to the sun. Closer to the S-U-N. But since we're using this in a metaphorical, allegorical way, we have to understand that he's talking about us. Anybody ever had God lift you from some stuff to bring you closer to the S-O-N? Anybody closer now than you were 10 years ago? Y'all ain't helping me. Anybody closer than you were five months ago? Won't he lift you and bring you closer? One of, the, one of the points that I like to make when I'm preaching this text is that this is a good point to make about the difference between revelation and illumination. For some folk, 
will leave a good preaching, teaching church like Good Hope and run down the street and listen to some prophet for profit. Seeking a fresh revelation. Can I help you? There is no fresh revelation. There is only greater illumination. Y'all ain't hearing me. No, 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 no. There's no fresh revelation. Preach by yourself, pastor. Amen. Some of you have been watching television in, in the middle of the night sending your money for a prayer cloth and, and for some fake water and some Kroger olive oil. And Am I talking to anybody here? Amen. You've been doing all of that thinking you're getting a fresh revelation. No. Amen. What you need is a greater revelation, you can't, a greater illumination rather. And you can't have a greater illumination unless you're brought closer to the sun. Am I talking to anybody here? When you're closer to the light, you see stuff that's always been there but you hadn't seen it before okay I gotta get out your way but then he eliminates he eliminates eliminates brother Bennett it it, it concerned me that uh, uh, brother De Leon and Sam, it bothered me that if fruit bearing is the goal, and he says that the branches that bear fruit, he prunes. Now, wait a minute. Why are you going to bother with a branch that's bearing fruit? Mm-hmm. I mean, why? Lord, are you bringing this into my life? And, and you know I'm, I'm doing what I believe is the best I could do. And, and now I got problems and now I've got issues and folk are acting funny with me. I, I, I'm, 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 they, they recognize me at church. Every branch that bears fruit he prunes. Why? He cuts off the extraneous stuff that produces nothing. He takes the foliage, the leaves. Leaves are pretty, but they provide no fruit. Preach, Pastor. And some folk are just a lot of leaves. Don't look at them. Look at me. They they a lot of leaves, and they 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 they, they suffering from uh, a a misunderstanding of their identity. They think they are shade tree when they were designed to be a fruit tree. Am I talking to anybody here? Uh, amen. They, they, they want to be a shade tree. They want folk to look at them and say how beautiful they are. God ain't interested in your leaves. God wants to see fruit in your life. I wish I had a witness here. So he takes the divine scissors and cuts off stuff that ain't helping you be your best. 
You crying because some leaves ain't there no more. Hello. You need to wipe your eyes and realize that God is getting rid of some stuff that's drawing fruit, producing sap, and, and you are using it for leaves. Y'all ain't hearing me. And sometimes he cuts off some people in your life. You trying to audition for a B.B. King anthology, talking about, I don't know why they don't call me no more. God is cutting. They don't answer my email. God is. I, I don't know why they don't come by to see me. God is cutting. Anybody right now, you are mature enough to thank God that he cut some folk out of your life? I mean, don't play with me here. Anybody glad that God took some divine? Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all don't want to hear this. Y'all don't want to hear this. You know about, oh, oh, but I hate, I hate they left me. Baby, hit the road, Jack. Let me, let me do this like this. Because me and this, me and this, this, uh, there we go. Amen, amen. You, you worry about why they left you, amen. My baby done left me. Wasn't your baby to begin with? Amen. Y'all ain't talking to me here. I don't know if I come to church. That's they used to come to. Baby, you come on to church and you shout anyway. Let them see you shout. Hello. Let them see how glad you are, how happy you are because your burdens are. Wait a minute. I need somebody with old school. I feel better, so much better since I laid my burdens. Brother Pat, some folk running down to Dollar General getting some Elmer's glue, trying to glue leaves back on that God done cut off. Okay, I got to get out your way. <laughs> it is the only connection that is genuine. It is the only connection that provides divine care it is the only connection that brings the best out of you. It is the only connection that keeps you clean. The text says, ye are already clean through the word which I have spoken to you. You're already clean. Now, let me help you. For those who say, well, you see, the Bible says I'm already clean. But see, you got to understand the, the, the parsing of the phrase, you are already. It is in the present tense, which means a continuous action with no ending calendar date. So you are constantly being cleaned. I wish I had a witness here. Amen. With the word I have spoken, I've spoken is perfect tense. It is not a fluid word, a developing word, a progressive word. It is a word that is perfect because it has already been perfect. It's already done. It is a done deal. It's period behind it. Hello. You see, a gardener knows that when you 
when you, when you water your plants, you don't water them just to give them moisture. You water them to wash debris and insects away. That's what the word will do for you. If you stay in the word, amen. I told you, no fresh revelation. It's not a fresh word. It's not a dreamed up word. It's not somebody trying to prophesy over your life. I wish I had a witness here. It ain't none of that. It is the spoken word. Anybody know God has already said what he said? Amen. It is a complete word. It is a word that doesn't need anything added to it. I need Bible students right here. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctoring, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man, woman of God may be thoroughly furnished under every good work. Now you got quiet on me, so let me go back and see, can I break it down? By the help of Dr. Warren Wisby, it is that for doctrine, it tells you what is right. You don't need to call your boo, your friends, your enemies, asking them, I wonder, am I right? No, open up the word. Hello. Tell your neighbor, open up the word. The word will show you. Amen. Now, it also show you when you're not right. You don't have to ask, was I right? No, you know you weren't right. If the Bible says you're wrong, you're wrong. Tell your neighbor, you better hear this. Amen. Amen. You're wrong. Y'all ain't talking to me here. Not only whether when you're not right, it shows you in correction how to get right. Anybody ever had the word on a Sunday morning straighten you out? You're ashamed. Anybody came in here with your attitude and you know you were, you were right and pastor was preaching or you were in a class and all of a sudden you got convicted? Y'all ain't hearing me here. And the word straighten you out? Tell your neighbor, it'll straighten you out. Amen. It'll straighten. And then instruction, it is your personal permanent tutor. It will guide you in life. Why? So that you are able to handle whatever life throws your way. I don't mean to bother you, but I just want to see if I got some first cousins in here. It was because of the word that I've been able to handle some stuff. It's because of the words that, that the word I've been able to handle delays in my life. And it's the word I've been able to handle disappointments in my life. It's the word that I've been able to handle disease. It's the word that I've been able to handle death. Y'all ain't hearing me. It's the word. Won't the word fix you so you can handle life? I, that's why you ought to get in the word. Well, my last little feeble point it is the only connection number one that is genuine it is the only connection that provides divine care it is the only connection that seeks to bring the best out of you it is the only connection that keeps you clean but it's the only connection that you should never abandon. The text says, abide. We don't like that word in the 21st century. 
The word means stay, remain, be serious. We like to play tag with God. We like to run in and touch God and say, you it, and then run out. I'm going to get out your way. But, but abide means you got to stay there. You got to stay put. That, that, that's what Big Mama was meant when she said, my heart is fixed. And my mind is made up. Do I have anybody here? And, and when you abide, it, it, it gives value to your life. Because without him, you can do nothing. He said, Pastor, did you read my resume? Don't you see what I'm doing? But if it's without Jesus, it's just a lot of nothing. Don't you see all the degrees I have? If it's without Jesus. Listen, I ain't scared of you. I'm going to tell you anyway. It's a lot of nothing. Am I talking to anybody here? Don't you see all of the property I have? If it's without Jesus. It is a lot of nothing. But not only does it give you or gives value to your life. Because it makes whatever you do kingdom worthy. If you are an engineer, you are now engineering for the kingdom. If you are an educator, you are now educating for the kingdom. If you are a financier, you are working finance for the kingdom. If you are a doctor, you are healing people for the kingdom. Do I have anybody here who's working for the kingdom? Well, the next point is that it clarifies when you abide. It clarifies your purpose in life. I don't know why you are here, but I know why I am here. I'm not here to bring glory to my name. I'm not here to have you celebrate me. But I am here to bring glory to my Father. Anybody here, do you want your life to glorify the Father? Now glorifying the Father is more than clapping hands. You ought to clap your hands, but it's more than shouting out. But you ought to shout out. Glorifying your Father means that you give God the credit. I need somebody here who can take a few moments to glorify the Father. If the Lord woke you up this morning, give him glory. If the Lord started you on your way, give him glory. If the Lord has kept you in your right mind, give him glory. If the Lord has been walking with you and talking with you, give him glory. If the Lord has kept the roof over your head, give him glory. If the Lord has put clothes on your back, give him glory. If the Lord has kept your children, give him glory. If the Lord has saved your soul, give him glory. Ain't he all right? I say, ain't he all right? And then you can bear fruit. I say, bear 
fruit. You can love like you ought to love. You got joy unspeakable. You got peace in the midst of a storm. You don't fly off the handle at folk. You got long suffering. I'm going to leave you right here. But does anybody know that Jesus is the true vine? Jesus is the true vine. Maybe your neighbor needs to know who he is. Say, neighbor, I'm talking about Mary's baby born in a manger. Neighbor, I'm talking about the 12-year-old boy that confounded the professor's theology. Neighbor, I'm talking about the one who turned water into wine. Neighbor, I'm talking about the one who walked on the raging sea. But neighbor, I'm showing up talking about the one who died. I need Baptist folk here. Who died? Anybody know he died? Did he die? He died on a hill called Calvary. He died till the sun refused to shine. He died for your sins and mine. But say, neighbor, that ain't the end of the story. They buried him Friday. He was dead Friday night. Dead Saturday. Dead Saturday night. But early. and land. Some folk choose silver and gold. These things they treasure and forget about their soul. But I've decided, I've decided to make Jesus my choice. Don't get me wrong, neighbor. The road is rough. 